Hello everyone. Hello nerds. Welcome to episode two of Brains, Boobs, and Beer, the new podcast um, with a focus on women in STEM. I'm your host, Heather, and today I just wanted to introduce myself, kind of share what the goal of this podcast is, and just give you a little background why I think I can actually host a podcast about um, life as a woman in STEM and related topics. So, but first, things first, um, I need to open my beer for this podcast recording. And tonight I am drinking one of my absolute favorites, especially um, since it only comes out this time of year, but it's the Stone Choco Vesa. So it's Imperial Stout inspired by Mexican hot chocolate. So it's got chocolate, coffee, peppers, vanilla, spices. It's delicious. Um, and it is a pretty high ABV. So 8.1%. So it's not a bad, not a bad one to have on a cold evening. So let's open that. Mm-hmm. All right, now we can get started. So Again, my name is Heather, and I am starting this podcast with the idea um, that there's not really a whole lot of platforms or forums, discussion points for women in STEM out there in the podcast universe. I am a huge fan of podcasts, uh, particularly anything spooky, supernatural, the crimes, um, all kind of the dark ones, I guess, but... I noticed there's not really anything out there for kind of advice, um, guidance for women in STEM. So I wanted to start this one and we'll see how it goes. I know I've gotten a lot of support from some individuals out there um, who are also in this. And I apologize for any background noise. My two little monsters, um, my fur babies, are insistent on being involved. (laughs) So hopefully they won't interrupt too much. But um, anyway, so starting this podcast, and I already have several interested interviewees, so I'm very excited. So what we're going to do is just kind of go through, um, we'll introduce the different folks on each episode. Hopefully I'll have one out each month, and they'll share kind of their career path, maybe like how they got interested in a career in STEM. Um, And then I know a lot of people have a lot of interesting hobbies, so I'm kind of excited for them to share those with you because I think, you know, people kind of get bogged down in one thing and then forget how interesting they really are with their other activities. So that'll be fun. Again, trying to get it out once a month, so we'll see. For this first one, Um, I'm just going to introduce myself, give you guys some background on who I am without getting too specific (laughs) and, uh, kind of share where I've been, how I've gotten where I am now and, and maybe share some of the lessons learned. So if anyone out there is listening, um, and thinking about getting into a STEM related field, hopefully this podcast will help you do that and, and show you different ways you can do it and how it can be very exciting and very interesting and fulfilling. So I actually was born in the Midwest, um, and then we moved to the West Coast, the like Pacific Northwest, for elementary school, then moved back to the Midwest for, what is it, your formative years, so like um, 
middle school, high school, college. I went to college in the in the Midwest. I went to a Big Ten school. Um, but we did not just grow up in one location. I know a lot of a lot of my friends were, you know, born and raised in one area and some of them still live in that that area, which is great. Um that's just not something my family did. And for me, I'm very grateful for that. Um having grown up in some different parts of the country because I think it gives you broader perspective and you get to see different cultures and um some weather is better in some places than others. So it just, I think it gives you a little bit more awareness to um, what's out there. So like I said, I went to university in the Midwest um, and I studied chemistry. So that is what my degree is in. Once I finished college, um, I was basically over it, over the snow and the weather and I had family in uh, the Southern California area, so I packed up my car and drove across country once I graduated to get a job out there. Um, so I am very grateful for having grown up in the Midwest because it, while it may be kind of conservative, I do think there's a lot of strong family values um, there that really helped me to grow and find who I am without some of the influences that kids today have to deal with. And maybe it was, this, you know, the times, but um, I do think I, I was a little bit, I will say sheltered uh, relative to what I've seen kids have to go through and the decisions they have to make nowadays, but in uh, bigger cities. But I'm grateful for that, but I was definitely ready to move on to something else. Um, and California was about as far as I could get from where I had been. Um, and I had visited before, so I knew I loved it. So I actually spent the last probably, oh my gosh, about 15 years in uh, the Los Angeles area and loved it still love it. Um, but this year, at the beginning of the year, I actually moved to New Jersey. So all of that was for work. Um, but we'll get into that. So worked in LA for many years, um, mostly in the personal care industry. So um, skincare, hair care, those kinds of products. Um, but when I first got out there, I was working basically as like accounting, administrative stuff for a nonprofit. And then finally got tired of that and was like, okay, I need to do something with this degree that I paid for. <laughs> so let me get into science. So then I, I eventually wound up at um, what's called like a third, third party manufacturer or contract manufacturer. So um, we made products for various uh, personal care companies um, and like I said, hair care, skin care, so cosmetics, over-the-counter, like sunscreen products. And I started there in the quality assurance lab, the QA lab. And I was working like swing shift, which I loved. Um, I didn't have to get up too early and I got off later, but not too late that I couldn't go out after. So it was great. Um, but I was doing both micro testing as well as raw material, like incoming checks um, make sure everything was good, running some tests on them. And then after doing that for, I think about two years, I was in the QA lab. Um, there was an opportunity to transition over into the formulation side. So that was actually coming up with product concepts, um, 
either, you know, from scratch, getting to just be creative and think, what on earth would I like to use? I'm going to make that. Um, And then some of it was more customer directed in terms of I'm looking for this lotion that um, makes me look this much younger. So did that for a couple more years and then actually transferred over to, I'm not going to say any company specific names yet. I don't know. I have to check and find out if I'm allowed to say that since, I mean, this is my own personal podcast. Um, so, you know, my opinions are my own and not, <laughs> not a reflection of my company, but I don't know where that line is. So I'm not going to share that yet, but, um, I do work for like a global company, um, that has sections in, in, consumer, in pharmaceuticals, even in med devices. So um, all y'all are pretty clever, so I'm sure they'll eventually figure it out. But so then I started working at, at a branch of that company in LA, and I was at that location for, oh gosh, like seven years, eight years. Um, started as a contractor, so I wasn't a full, full-time employee with the company, but then got hired on. And so I've been working with that same company now. Um, so I think it's, yeah, I think it's about eight years going on to nine years. Um, and obviously still like it. And then I think I mentioned it earlier, but the beginning of this year, I actually transitioned to location here in New Jersey with that company. Um, but a different like branch of the company still like skincare products, but just different. So all in all, I've been in the industry for, what is that, about 14 years um, and kind of worked my way up the chain, little baby steps at a time. I'm not someone who's driven to be CEO of a company, um, you know, in, in the next two years. That's not, that's just not me. I'm not interested in that. Uh, but I do enjoy the lab work and process development and problem solving and, and every day learning something new. Definitely never get bored. So right now, what I am doing is I'm actually on the process development side or the scale up, as we call it. Um, So basically what I do is once a scientist formulator develops this magical serum that's supposed to help reduce your wrinkles, right? Um, They create that in a little beaker just like you would have seen in any lab. And it's my job to figure out how do we take what they've made in that beaker and mass produce it. So it's a little bit more of a chemical engineering role because you do work with the equipment, you work with the production. um, You have to know like flow rates and pump speeds and all this other stuff that you have to calculate. But um, for the most part, it's still very related to my chemistry background and where I started and kind of the QA formulation side. So it's almost like it's almost like my career path at this point has kind of mirrored what a product like launch cycle is. So, you know, the product is developed in the R&D lab. Uh, they do QA testing, micro testing on it to confirm, you know, it's okay to produce and then it gets over to the production side. So that's almost like how I've, how just my roles have, have, um, carried on over the years. So it's kind of interesting and, and I've really enjoyed it. I'm somebody that likes to have variability in what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not a robot. 
I don't want to do the same thing over and over and over again. I want to have different, different activities. Um, I know there's debates on whether uh, being able to multitask is a real thing, but I, I think for me, a lot of times when I'm working on something and if I get to a point where I'm kind of stuck, if I switch over to something else, then, you know, somewhere in the background, my brain figures out what I was trying to figure out <laughs> for the other project. So I personally like having a variety of tasks, um, but to each their own, right? So that is, in a nutshell, my career path thus far. Um, and like I said, I, I don't know how specific I can get, but maybe in future episodes we can kind of talk about that because I'm certainly going to have um, colleagues and coworkers on to be interviewed and share share their stories. Um, but that's that's pretty much it. So I only have a bachelor's. I did not go on to get a doctorate or anything. Um, I did schooling, you know, parents wanted it. And to be honest, I did too. But after four years, I was kind of over it. I have done some uh, other classes here and there. So for example, in LA, I took, you know, like conversational Spanish in night school, just so I could speak the language that a lot of my coworkers spoke, you know, that was their first language was Spanish. So I did take that. Um, one of the interesting things I was doing was, um, I did take, again, it was like adult night school, but it was at one of the universities out there. So it was for a certificate and the course was actually medical legal death investigation. So originally I thought that I wanted to do the whole CSI thing. Um, and when I was at school, they didn't have a program for that. Now they do, unfortunately. Uh, I missed it. <laughs> I was there too early. But I did take this this course and got a certificate for the medical legal death investigation. It was absolutely fascinating. Again, I think I tend to enjoy kind of the more morbid things um, in life. But it, it is interesting to kind of understand what happens um, after you know, after we pass. So that one was very cool. Um, and then I am currently debating, um, getting a master's in sustainability. There's a, a program online that I think would be really interesting. And I think I, I just have a passion for sustainability and trying to find ways to, um, like minimize my carbon footprint and, you know, I'm an avid recycler and I try to use, uh, you know, I try to use my own shopping bag. I try to do the little things as much as I can. Um, and a lot of my meals are, you know, sustainably sourced, all of that. So I am kind of a little bit of a tree hugger, I guess. But I do think it's interesting. And I think businesses are really starting to look at that, uh, especially with all the reports coming out now with global warming and things are happening faster and the world's going to end sooner. <laughs> so I do think it may be of value, but I just haven't pulled the trigger on that one yet. Um, and then also at work, um, I think my manager and I are probably going to be getting into the Lean Six Sigma um, program so we can get a certificate in that. And that should be that should be interesting as well. But yeah, so that's kind of me 
my education, where I come from, uh, what my career path has been so far. And so I think another part of this, the goal of this podcast, right, is to kind of share knowledge um, and be able to share stories or experiences that maybe others out there are going through something similar and don't really have someone to talk to about it, but maybe hearing it from somebody else um, and then it's relatable and then hopefully we can start dialogue, you know, online and stuff. But um, just thinking back, like, on some of the challenges in my career, I know when I was much younger, um, and it was it was at the first company where I worked in QA and then switched over to the R&D formulation side, which, by the way, I was the first one to do that in the company. So even though I was young, I still realized, hey, I'm trailblazing because then after me came fellow colleagues that were able to make that transition. So I don't know why previously it was kind of your QA, your RD, you guys don't cross over, but I was able to kind of bridge that gap. And I, I am proud of myself for doing that now, looking back and realizing that's what happened. But um, at that company, um, it was one of probably my favorite groups of people to work with in that R&D and formulation lab. A lot of different personalities, a lot of strong personalities, but the culture was such that, you know, at the end of the week, everybody went to happy hour and sat down and having a good time. Speaking of happy hour, let me get another sip of my Chaco Vesa before it gets warm. My gosh, it's so good. Um, apologies. I think one of the fur babies was just talking in the background, uh, sharing his two cents. Uh, so where was I? Oh, so happy hour. So the group would go to happy hours and I mean, almost everybody was there and bonding and just having a good time and, you know, closing out the week. And it's amazing how just spending that little bit of extra time, outside of the lab with your colleagues and laughing and telling jokes and stories and, and kind of getting to know each other on a personal level really made a difference in the work week. Um, because I think it brought everybody closer and it was more almost that family feel where even if you didn't necessarily agree with somebody on a project, you could talk it out. And it was a, there was a comfortable, uh, comfortability, is that a word? It is now. Uh, comfortability to what, you know, having those discussions, it weren't as awkward because there was another level of respect and appreciation for that person beyond just, you know, oh, that's the person I stand next to in lab all day, each day. So um, that's something I reflect on with that smaller company that I, I really, really enjoyed. Um, and it got me through some more challenging scenarios at that business. So um, we did have a couple of different managers over the time that I was there. And unfortunately, um, one of them who I respected in terms of uh, technical background and willingness to teach and really wanted to coach people and get them to understand the ins and outs of everything that they were working on, um, personality-wise, there were some lines that were crossed. So that was that was very tough for me. And I was like just starting out in industry, you know. Um, so 
that is definitely a scenario that I look back on and was very frustrated, but thanks to the network that had formed there and that kind of family, it was something we were able to, I was able to work through, um, and it didn't negatively impact my career, their career, you know, we, I was able to get through it. Um, not to say that should have happened. It certainly should not have some of the things that happened. Um, and I think having been much younger, um, and uncertain really in my career path at that time, I did not stand up for myself maybe as I should have. Um, because I think there's always this fear of if I stand up for myself, am I going to be labeled like, you know, I'm a tattletale or, a you know, um, somebody difficult to work with because I expect people to treat me with respect. So, um, that is one scenario that I think, unfortunately, many of us have encountered. Um, but that's not to say that you can't get through it. You can't work around it. You can't move past it um, and do so in a way that doesn't negatively impact things for you. So definitely... If you're going through that, I hear you. I feel you. Um, and if you needed to talk about it, I would certainly be more than happy to. Um, which brings me to the point that I have started social media with this podcast. So basically, you can go to Instagram or Twitter and just look for, you know, the, the what do you call it? Not ID. Oh my gosh, I can't even handle the handle and it's brains, brains, boobs, beer for both Instagram and Twitter. I also have started a website that I want to then share the bios and the stories of my interviewees that are willing. So hopefully we can make that interactive. Um, I also have it on Facebook. So definitely looking to hear from all of you and make connections wherever possible. If you need some coaching, we can do that. So that's the goal, right? So I just had to throw that in there before I move on. All right. So <laughs> so sorry. There's rustling in the background because now both of my fur babies are insistent on being right here where I am. So it's only a matter of time before they start making more noise or meowing. Um, so I do have two cats. So in my free time, <laughs> some of my interests are these two little monsters. Um, but I also am a big fan of dance. So I am not a super fit individual. I would call my shape more round than anything, but I love to dance. So Zumba, um, more like fitness hip hop. Love it. One of my absolute favorite classes in LA and you have to go if you're out there. It's called Groove 3 um, by Benjamin Allen and it's a fitness hip hop class, but it is, the classes are amazing. Uh, you will sweat your ass off. 
um, but you're having so much fun, you like completely get distracted from the fact that you're working out. And they're very easy to pick up. The style's great. There's more and more instructors now. He's totally building the brand um, and the whole network. So it's great. Uh, I think even you'll see some pop-ups around the country. So definitely keep your eyes open for that. So I definitely recommend. Um, also, another one. So this is Brains, Boobs, and Beer. So I am a craft beer fanatic. Uh, I guess some would say beer snob. <laughs> I guess that's the, the proper term. But I loved it so much that I started home brewing in LA. Um, and I ended up getting a part-time weekend job at one of the local breweries out there. Now, if you've been to LA, you know, craft beer scene is huge there now. Um, I would say there, San Diego are like big hubs anymore. You know, I think it used to be a lot of Colorado and then like up North, but LA has definitely come into its own with tons and tons of craft beer and good ones too. It's not just like a saturated market where you're like, yeah, yeah, here's just another IPA or whatever. No, it has some good ones out there. So in order to learn more, I got a job working at one of the like merchandise stores. So it was more sales. So it was completely unrelated <laughs> to my <laughs> Monday to Friday. <laughs> so Sorry, one of one of the creatures just jumped. Um, but that's that's the fun of having free range cats in your house and then trying to do a podcast. Um, so weekends I spent at a brewery, and during the week I was at this other giant global company. So it was a lot of fun. Um, but I got to learn a lot. Sometimes I got to help count the yeast uh, cells. So it definitely. Um, taught me a lot about the industry and taught me a lot about, uh, the service industry, having, not having really worked on that side of the counter, always being the one visiting the location, the one that they were serving, um, definitely gave me a whole new level of respect for the people that work in that, that service industry. So definitely tip your waiters, guys. Don't be that asshole. And don't be ridiculous. Don't be ordering crazy off the menu shit. If you don't want what's on the menu, go somewhere else. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Um, so I had a lot of fun doing that. Once I moved to New Jersey, I, I was not doing the, the beer part-time job. There's not as many breweries around where I'm located in New Jersey, unfortunately. Or maybe that's a good thing so that I'm not drinking as much beer. But, um, so anyway, that's, that's one of my interests. And I mean, it's, I don't think it's that shocking or that big of a leap. I'm a chemist. So of course I would like to do, uh, brewing. It's a whole process. Uh, same with baking. I enjoy baking as well. Um, one of my other favorite things to do, especially being newer to New Jersey is exploring. So I enjoy just looking up and seeing what is there to do, what museum is around, or what uh, quirky thing on Atlas Obscura can I go find and go to for a day. Uh, for example, it was just my birthday this past week, so I took the day off from work because I feel that 
on your birthday, you should just spoil yourself and do whatever you want to do. So I took off from work and I went to, um, there is a, I don't know if you'd call it a sanctuary, an education center, all of the above. Um, so they educate you about wolves and then they, uh, like rehabilitate or rescue wolf dogs. So I didn't know wolf dogs were legal in New Jersey. Um, uh, apparently in New Jersey, you can own something that's like 99% wolf and it's fine. Uh, unfortunately people don't really understand what that means. And so a lot of times they are abandoned. Um, and if they go to a shelter, the shelters aren't willing to really house them because it's a lot more liability because it's basically a wild animal. Um, so they tend to put them down right away. So it was absolutely fascinating, um, to go to that and hear kind of the whole scenario. Now there's no wolves in New Jersey. Um, but they did have a lot of information on, you know, wolf populations and there, those are typically more out West, uh, and North, but, it was fascinating, a little depressing. Um, they did get into what happens to a lot of the wolves that are, you know, in, I guess, like the north and west, um, near the cattle ranches and what the ranchers will do to some of the animals. And that's by no means all ranchers. I know it is not all of them. I know there are plenty that work on sustainable or more environmentally friendly practices, but, um, there are some that just, it's, it's horrifying, like what they do. So if you're that interested, I suggest you look it up. I'm not going to get into it because it was, it was depressing, but, um, it was very educational as well. So that's just an example of exploring I did this past week. Um, so I think that's kind of, it about me. So you can see there's always something <laughs> going on, um, whether it's it's at work or at home. Um, I think a lot of us scientists are always wanting to learn more, whether it's in our field or another one. Uh, it could be something completely different. And I think you'll see that from a lot of my guests. Uh, some of the things that I am aware of that they do outside of work are complete opposite of what their, you know, nine to five is. So it is interesting. I think even if we are the nerds and we use that side of our brain, there's a lot of people that do try to balance it out, um, with some other activities that, that may lean a little more artistic. So with that, I am going to, I think, close it out for today. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope this was moderately enjoyable. Um, I know it's it's not as exciting. It's just me babbling at you for however long. But um, I did want to do an introduction so that you knew where I was coming from and, and why I felt like this podcast may be helpful and where the passion's coming for it. Again, the goal is just let's have a forum where we can share advice, um, career opportunities, maybe whatever it is, or just better understand some topics out there in our respective industries. Um, and I certainly welcome feedback. Um, let's be constructive, not evil. <laughs> um, 
because I am just starting. So give me a break. This is like literally episode two, but it's really episode one because the first one was just like an intro. Um, so we'll get there. I'll get there. I'll learn all the software and make these, make this thing beautiful. But in the meantime, I think, um, I think there's still benefit in getting, getting people's stories out there and having some of the dialogues. Of course, if you are a male, I would love to hear from you as well. This is not only for women in STEM. Um, That's just kind of the focus because that's who I am. But I definitely want to hear from the men in STEM and, you know, kind of hear the other side of things. Maybe there's some things that you've observed that we haven't even noticed and you can shed light on some things or offer suggestions or um, even, you know, career guidance from, from another perspective is great. So thank you again, everyone. And I will be getting another episode out hopefully within a month. And I believe my next episode will probably be my sibling because she's an easy one to snag. (laughs) Um, and she is, super intelligent and she has probably about a million hobbies that are really interesting so uh look forward to that i think i think that'll be a a really good one to tune in for so thank you all and hope you enjoyed